in the day, black in the night. Stripes in our veins, sparks gonna fly. The beast is awake, orange, black and white. Cause when the jungle come alive, who day we ignite in Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopal. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the back-to-back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like, subscribe button, smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,377 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. If you're watching on Facebook or Twitter X and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with strawberry ice hit the subscription button at the bell for the notification every time i go live you'll be notified also exclusively in the use youtube chat crew we're doing super chats so if you got a question for jay morrison you know jay just put out an article like if the Bengals lose in arizona it's the season over if you want to answer that here give me a super chat or if you just want to ask jay a question or we got joe Parsing from, we're from Bengals. If you want to give him a shout out, give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from this glorious place down here. It's the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. And you know what? I wear it almost every single day. I got the hat on today. I know he's hurt, but he's still the greatest quarterback in the league. His name's Joe Burrow. We call him Jackpot Joey. If you want any of the gear, the flags, the hat, the shirts, and that stuff. Please go to jackpotjoey9.com. If you want the beer, it's out, but it's kind of sold out for places that I've seen. But if you go to Brick Brewery, I know they have some there. Just remember, portions of the proceeds for all of this go to the Joe Burrow Foundation. We got more batches coming out. The beer will be back soon. If you can find it, go get it because I went to two different places 
last week and couldn't find it at all. I was very disappointed. Anyway, what's up to everybody in the chat? We got Stranger. We got Brad. Greg's in there. Lindsay and Cecil. If I, I always mess your name up. Cecil? Cy. I think it's Cecil. Like, you know, like Cy Young. Anyway, let's get to the reason we're here, and that is to find out what Jay Morrison has to say. What's going on, Jay? Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. I want to bring in my, my, my second uh, co-host here. Uh, if you guys don't know who he is, he's Joe Farsing. He's from the Riverfront Bengals. Make sure you guys go and subscribe to his channel. He's part of the Riverfront. It's the Riverfront channel. That's his channel. There's Joe. What's going on, Joe? Jeff, what is happening? Jay, how are you, sir? Good, Joe. Just enjoying another Tuesday uh, day here in Cincinnati as the uh, Bengals are one and three. I'll get that right this time. <laughs> so, uh, Jay, where where do we go from here? Can the Bengals bounce back from this horrific start that we've had? What, what's your thoughts? Uh, can they? Yeah, of course. I mean, this is – I don't think it's lip service. You talk to the guys in the locker room and it's – there's this quiet confidence that they're disappointed. Yes, but they, they have no doubt that they're going to get it figured out and get it turned around. And, you know, sometimes if you have a team that is, they had a few down years and they go out and they buy new pieces and they get the new draft picks in and then the, the optimism is high and it just doesn't work out. It can fall apart faster because maybe they don't think they're as good as, as what they thought. Right. But this is different. I mean, they've been there. They've done it. They've proved it. They've been to back-to-back -back AFC Championship games, been to a Super Bowl, back-to-back -back titles. That The core is still in place. Yes, they right. lost some key pieces, but these guys know. And it's not like it's not that they've just done it at the end of the year. They've been through this, this slow start thing before, too. So mm -hmm. one and three, obviously not ideal. Um, not just the record, but what is happening on the field to lead to one and three. Right. Not ideal. Um, but they there is this this belief, um, this confidence that they're going to get it sorted out. They're going to figure it out. It's crazy because, you know, going into the year, everybody thought Arizona was you know, destined to have the number one overall pick and maybe right. tanking for Caleb Williams and all that. And they've looked better. And so you think, well, beating them would not be a big deal. I Beating Arizona would be a big deal for this team. Number one just based on the alternative. Right. Uh, and, and number two, they, they've got to get a win. They've, they've got to get a road win, get feeling better about themselves, come back home. You got Seattle at home with the chance to go three and three into the bye. That would change everything from an outlook perspective. Um, one and four, I just – I. I don't see him coming back from that. Yeah, it's not good. Now, uh, T. Higgins, uh, did he did he fracture his rib? Is that what the, the status is on him? Is this rib yeah. fractured? Okay. One, one single rib, he said. Uh, very painful to to sleep, to lay on his side, yet yeah. he thinks he's going to be able to go out and play. So I, we'll I broke all mine one time, and it hurt. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, it, it hurts thinking about it. Yeah. I can't imagine actually doing it. Oh, I was in a car wreck about 20 years. I broke broke all my ribs, and I mean – I it all was, was painful. Um, unknown here says, uh, and you, I guess you confirm, can confirm it because I missed this. They signed Kendrick prior today. Is that is that true? Yeah, they signed him to the practice squad. So they 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 waived Reed Sinet, the quarterback um, that they signed in a pinch when they weren't sure what was going to happen with with Burrow um, uh, ahead of the Rams Monday night game. Um, they. They waved him off the practice squad, and so they had the opening. And they when they got Kendrick Pryor, who they they signed as an undrafted free agent last year mm -hmm. uh, after the draft, were really high on him. Um, 
And the intent was they, they cut him on cut down day and the intent was to bring him back on the practice squad. And I was actually talking to him in the locker room, him and Kwame Lasseter, the other undrafted rookie free agent. And uh, someone came up and, and said, hey, uh, you need to come with me. The Jaguars <laughs> respond you. <laughs> and he's like, what the? And so, you know, Zach Taylor's brother, Press Taylor, the offense coordinator down in, in Jacksonville, they they signed Kendrick away. Uh, he didn't play a lot last year. I, to be honest, I'm not sure when they waived him. Um but, but he was available, and, and they went and got him, and he'll, he'll be on the Bengals practice squad. Kwame Lasseter is still there. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't think that shows any concern on, on T's uh, short-term future, but you do need more depth there um, just in case mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, even if T tries to go out and, and gut through it, if, if he takes one shot in that rib, it, it, it might cost yeah. him a week or two after that. It's going to hurt. All right, Joe, what do you got? I was going to say, my only, I guess my only, but my major concern and issue, um, how many weeks was it before uh, week one that Burrow injured his, uh, injured his calf? Was it five weeks? So right from, five weeks? from injury to return to practice was five weeks, and then he had another week and a half to, to okay. before week one happened. So they knew the... They knew the limitations that he was under. Like the, they knew what he was able and what he was unable to do. And what kind of frustrates me on my end, and I guess not not being an insider, not knowing you know the inner workings of what's going on with uh, between Callahan, uh, pitcher uh, Zach and Joe, they didn't adjust. I don't. It doesn't seem like they've made any adjustments to the offense to compensate for his lack of mobility. It's Joe has the complete. You know he, he's got keys to the entire offense. He's going to want to throw the ball eighty times a game. Because that's just what he wants to do, but I, it's frustrating. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like what Ronald said. I'm, I'm not. I don't want them to, you know, run the ball uh, 50, 60 times. No one does that in the NFL, and the Bengals aren't built to do that. But that, that's um, old school Big Ten, right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not bringing out Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin <laughs> I formation or anything like that. But um, it, it, it's just it, it's frustrating that they didn't, or that they haven't been the adult in the room with Joe and said, no, no, no. This is we need to change the offense. You don't like having a lot of pre-snap motion well that worked really well versus the rams we're gonna do that because you can't run the scheme like what i don't know like what, what is it on the, is it something that just joe's just in total command and he does like they're gonna let him do what he wants or is it they're just scheming that they're just not changing the scheme they, they don't want to change the offense they they have i don't know if fear is the right word but they they have this concern that if, if they lean on the run and run on first down, run on second down, and, and one of them gets stopped for nothing, then you're looking at a third and seven, third and six, you know, something not as ideal. And they just feel like they have a better chance to get four or five yards with an extension of the run game, with the wide receiver screen, with a check down, whatever it might be. Um, and, and their whole thing and what they've been harping on through this start is not getting in a rhythm early and, and not getting, not converting third downs and putting drives together. And they just feel like that gives them the best chance. If they get a lead, if they start fast, I do think you will see them lean on Joe Mixon more and then go to the run, but they, they're just not willing to do it early and, and, and try to become that power running team right from the get go. They, 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 
they are so focused on starting fast and we've seen it. It's, I don't want to say it's a desperation move, but it, it bucks the trend mm -hmm. winning the toss and taking the ball as opposed to deferring. Cause we know how valuable that, that chance to double dip at the end of the first half, beginning of the second half is. And it's, it's just weird that that's an aggressive move to do that. And yet both times they've done it, they've ended up being conservative at the end of those first drives. Mm -hmm trying to kick a 56-yard field goal on fourth and three against the Rams, and it misses. And then fourth and goal from the three at Tennessee, kicking a field goal when even if you go for it and don't get it, you make Tennessee go 97 yards. So it's just yeah. – I don't know. It just seems like there's mixed messages from what they want to do. And um, But I do, I, I, I do think that that's the key to them running the ball more is for that to be a second-half thing, to get a lead – and then work the clock that way. I just I don't think they're ever going to come out with a game plan just to pound the defense. Right. I mean, we've seen them run. I mean, I remember it was two was it two years ago the Vegas game. Yeah. I think where they, it, I remember going, oh my goodness, because they, they kept running it and running it. It seemed like it, it didn't work. It didn't work, but they kept sticking with it, and finally it broke through. So and and the Buffalo game last year the playoffs, everybody bring that up. Uh, how much they, they, they ran away. So they have done it. They just don't do it consistently. But my question for you, Jay, is, and this is what people have been bringing up a lot to me, Joe Burrow playing. Do you think it's actually hurting the Bengals? I mean, do they think they have a more successful offense with Jake Browning in there? I don't think so. I think if you had a more experienced backup that, that's played, that's won games in this league, that's, that's played a lot, it'd be a different story. But Jake Browning has three snaps in this league. Mm -hmm. And it was in garbage time in the rain in Cleveland. It, it's just, I, 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 I don't, obviously you're not, you don't have the, the best version of your offense with Joe Burrow in there, the way he is right now. I just don't think there's a lot of confidence in Jake Browning. You know, he had that competition in training camp with Trevor Simeon and, it's not like he went out and won that. He right. kind of won it by default. I mean, yeah, neither, I've, neither I was one. there with you. He didn't look very good. <laughs> yeah, and he did look better in practice than he did in the games. Mm -hmm. and, and true. And a lot of the fans don't see. I know Jeff, you saw it. You were down there a lot. Right. That in practice, he's throwing to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. In the games, he wasn't. Not. He didn't have the first team O line. He didn't have those receivers. So it was a totally different picture right. there. But but yeah, it's just something that. I, if they had a more experienced backup, I could see them doing that. But uh, when it's Jake Browning, nah, that that they're it's it's got it's going to be Joe Burrow or well, bust. The, the or, next question people say is, "Well, throw AJ McCarron in there now." He's you know he's got playoffs. Yeah, yeah it's that, too that's soon. what I should say too. I'm like he, they just signed him. I don't see them throwing him out there. But I've got that comeback too. I said if they had AJ like you know in the preseason and everything, then I think AJ would be our backup. But right now he's only been here for what a week and a half, two weeks maybe. Yeah, he came in the uh, what was it the Saturday before the Monday night game, right? So, yeah, and some yeah, people we're talking ten days, and some people were, were telling me, "Oh, we should start him now." I'm like, "They just signed him." I'm like, yeah. Not play when was now. the last time he faced NFL speed uh, on the defense? I mean, he's been playing in that what USFL. That's not the same thing as going out and facing the uh, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers defense, or you know, or anything like that. I mean, it's right, and it was. A, I, I want to say. 19 or 20 was, and was he, he still, he is not, I, I 
I don't know that he has a start in the league since he left Cincinnati. Since that's that year, since he yeah. Felt, yeah, since the meltdown at Paul Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't have to bring that back up again. <laughs> All right, this, now, I, I, this was a question I want to get to, but uh, Dustin put it up uh, pretty well, so I'm going to read his. Jay, with the invest, investment in the O line, do you think the front office is shocked by the lack of success they are having if they don't uh, see improvement because of the ve- investment? Do you see? a change in staff on the O-line. Um, so I guess he means Frank Pollock. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah. Frank Pollock. Yeah. Nah, I don't think so. Um, I, I mean, I guess anything's on the table if it all falls apart and they, they, they would blow things up. I just don't, that's just not the way this organization operates. Um, Frank has enough skins on the wall in this league. He is a quality offensive line coach. Um, and, and they've got, they've got guys, you know, it's, it's not just the, the Zach and the play callers trying to figure out how to operate with, with Joe Burrow, this version of Joe Burrow. The O-line has to do it as well, and um, it hasn't been great, but it, I don't think it's been as bad as people think because there's a, a lot of those pressures. Joe would easily escape yeah. if, if it was normal, and it, it, it's just it, – he he's he's I don't know if he's not able or not willing, and by willing, I don't mean – he 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 doesn't want to do. He doesn't want to do what's best for the team. I mean, the the whole thing with this is there's that concern that it could tweak at any minute, and every time he escapes the pocket, every time he takes off running, there's got to be a little bit of trepidation there. Like, what is this the time I'm going to feel it? And then you reset the clock, and and so I think that's why I think when you watch him, when he does leave the pocket, he's not limping. He doesn't look compromised. When you see him at practice, he's jogging and running and and he looks fine. I think it's just that fear. And they're there. It's like, it's almost like the bye week is the, the, the finish line. They're just trying to get to that. And then you get all that time off and then feel like it's really, really healed. Um, But yeah, the, the, the O line, I think is you look at those guys there, the, the, all the starts they have in the league, with the ones they brought in recently. Um, and even Jonah here, Cordell is still a bit of a work in progress, but um, it's, it's like everything else. It's, it's early in the season. It's they're still trying to mesh. And I, I don't see Frank's head rolling uh, as a result of what we've seen so far. If it gets worse and continues throughout the season, then we might have a different discussion. I got two, two thoughts on what you just said there. And I agree with you about Joe. And what I think happened to Joe when he was, if you remember, Jay, the last drive of the Baltimore game, Joe was running. He was going out. That was the most he's moved in any game. And that's the he one was he hurdling guys. He, yes. And that's the one. Yeah. And that's the one he heard it on. So I think he was feeling really good. Like, all right, this is cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm back. And then bam, it got, it, you know, he, he tweaked it again. So I think in the back of his head, he's like, it might feel pretty good because, like I said, we've been down there. I've seen him run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not limping. He's, he's running. I've seen him do it. He looks fine. But in the back of his head, like you said, he does not want to aggravate it again. So I think that's in the back of his head, too, that he's not confident in what he could do because of what happened in Baltimore. Now, the other thing I want to say about the offensive line, and I'm kind of curious what you think about this, when you are down three touchdowns and you have a quarterback who can't move and you – the defense knows you're going to try to throw the ball and get it out quick. And they're going to send the house over and over and over again and bring more guys that, that than you can block. What offensive line can stop that consistently? Because you Joe can't move. <laughs> He's going to stand there and they're going to bring more guys than you can block. 
that's what's happened a lot in Tennessee. I mean, am I, am I wrong in my, my, my statement there, Jay, or what do you think? No, I mean, they, they blitzed a lot and, and everything that they, all the blitzes they brought were up the middle mm-hmm. and, and, and cause they know that Joe can't escape he can't move uh, to either side. And, and even if you, if you bring a blitz off the edge, you don't have to run away from it. You can step up, just take a step or two forward up in the pocket and make the throw. So they, it was almost like their game plan in the playoff game where everything was up the middle, uh, try to try to affect Joe that way. I, I think there was nine blitzes. If I remember right, eight of them, they brought well, seven. They brought one extra guy. I know there was one zero blitz where they brought seven. Um, but yeah, it's just if you're bringing more than they can pick up. And they know you can't, you, they know you're throwing the ball. You're not fooling anybody. So they're going to come come at you. That, that has a lot to do with it too, I think. Although they didn't, which was what was, was surprising to me because they ran on that final drive when I didn't even think Burrow should have been in there at that point. I think we ran Mixon four yeah. times. It's like they're just trying to run out the clock. Then then why is he even in there? Why are you mixing in some passes where where he can get hurt? Not just get him hurt, but you think that would be a good chance to get Jake Browning some snaps and to, to read some defenses and, and see what he can actually do in a in a semi-real uh, situation as opposed to the three meaningless snaps in Cleveland. So that, that's what really puzzled me um, in Tennessee. Not the fact that they're still going with Joe Burrow, but the fact that they they kept him in for the duration. Well, and what was was more co- confusing about that is he pulled Joe in the in the Browns game. You know, so mm. I mean, he did it before. I, I don't know if he just forgot or, or what because they weren't going with any sense of urgency they weren't trying to throw the ball down the field all the time they were running it so like i said i that's one that puzzled me is why joe is still still in there when like i said in the browns game he did pull he did pull him so well, that was cleveland was bad footing and it was raining and so i think there's the, a little bit of worry in the back of the mind that you know he could slip and and something could happen uh the ideal weather well not ideal it was pretty hot and humid but there was no chance and and Tennessee went to turf now um which I didn't even notice at first it just looked like nice manicured grass I, I, someone, don't, I don't think I even know that knew yeah that. someone pointed it out that it was turf and then after the game they were watering it and I've, I've never seen artificial turf watered before but are they was, watering was, I have no idea I don't know if it's like to cool off the rubber pellets or I don't know because it was it was really hot oh um, yeah that's what I heard it's this time that, of year. that's it's, that's just not a good sign for the intelligence of people from the state of Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my, like my question, and I understand everyone's frustration with the offensive line in general. Uh, Bengals have the fifth highest amount of dollars committed to the uh, to the offensive line, and that's with Volson being a middle round pick in his second year of his rookie deal. Um, and and yeah, a lot of it, I, you know, is Burrow not being able to escape. There was one sack that I know was credited to. Orlando Brown, he ran the defensive end nine yards, you know, out of the pocket, but Burrow just couldn't step up in the pocket. I don't know if he couldn't, he didn't step up in the pocket. Or get rid of the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, and what frustrates me, though, is they knew they were going to blitz them the entire uh, the entire game, especially after, you know, after what, you know, when they started blitzing, how successful they were. Uh, Drew Sample is, say what you want about PFF stats, he is the number one graded pass blocking tight end in the league. He played so many fewer snaps this past week than he did against the Rams. And if they're blitzing and blitzing and blitzing, why don't you bring in your good pass blocking tight end and keep him in, you know, not necessarily max protect, but bring in the extra blocker and you know, they've, they've lined him up in the backfield as a fullback before. And if they're coming up the middle again, I, I don't, I don't understand it. If, if I remember right, 
uh, seven of the nine blitzes were on first and second down. And okay. when you see sample was in there is on third down because Joe Mixon can't pass pro. And so they've been stuck putting sample in the, in the backfield is kind of their, their last, their last resort. And that's a big part of the offense that's lacking. Cause last year you had Samaje who was so good at that. And there was either checkdowns to Samaje or to Hayden Hurst. And those guys break one tackle and it's eight, nine, 10 yards. Drew Sample's not giving you that. And, yeah. and so um, I, I do think that was a big part of it is, is, is why that, that, that Drew was not in on the early downs. They, they like that option of, of checking down to, to mix in a little bit more. And he did have a really nice one. I think they, they lost three yards on a first down. So they throw a check down to, to mix in on second and three and he gets them nine, gets them in third and four and manageable. And, um, but it's just, I, I don't know if they've lost total confidence in Travion Williams and, and Chris Evans. Cause I think those guys could make plays as receivers too. If, if the blitz gets picked up and he could check it down to them. And there's just this, I don't know that part of Joe's, I don't want to say superpower, but what makes Joe Joe is, is his mind and his, mm-hmm. his, his ability to read things and see them before they happen and, and get to the right read that he needs to. So their thinking is even if the, the other team's blitzing, he's going to hit the hot read and the blitz is going to be not such a factor. But now you're seeing, whereas before teams were kind of light, playing back off of the receivers, now they're up on them and pressing them. And those quick hot reads aren't there. He's got to, it takes more time for them to get open and get into their routes. So it's just, it's, it's all working together. And it is, it's a lot to figure out. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we see a new sort of game plan at Arizona or if, if we see more of the same and they just try to fall back on what the, the keyword's been all week and that's execute. They feel like they have the right plays called. It's just you don't have all guys work, all 11 guys working in sync and they're not executing the plays. Uh, I don't know if that's coach speak or player speak or if there's some truth to that, but they, that's what they have been leaning on through this poor start. Now, one thing that's been concerned, more concerning to me, well, I'll say more, more concerning, but as concerning to me this year has been the defensive play. DJ Reader came out and said that they, they were missing too many tackles. And correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, we know everybody knows Jay's got stats. But did they miss 27 tackles? Am I am I, am I I right on that? The credit Is that what they were credited with somewhere around there? On no, on uh, <laughs> on on Sunday, Lou credited him with 12 missed tackles. Oh, 12, okay. Uh, Sport Radar had him with eight. And it was We're an aberration. Uh, yeah. Sport Radar has him with the the tied for the fifth fewest missed tackles in the league this year, and, and the seventh best missed tackle percentage. So it was yes, they gave up a crap ton of rushing yards against Baltimore and Cleveland, but it wasn't missed tackles so much as it was just the holes were there and the cutbacks and the, the things that you know over pursuit the stuff that. You, you know, the technique things that you need to get out of them. That was really a weird performance with the missed tackles. Weird in the sense that you don't see it from the Bengals a lot. Not weird in the fact that it was Derrick Henry doing the breaking of the tackles because he makes a lot of teams miss. Well, it's the first time they, they, that he got us in, in two years. They, they've done a pretty good mm-hmm. job of, of shutting Henry down. And my son said this when we were getting ready to watch the game. He goes, I was, I was like, yeah, I was confident we're going to win this. We won't be the last two years. He goes, yeah, we've been the last two years. They're due. They're pissed. And I think they were pissed. And I think they were tired of losing to us. And they came out, you know, guns a-blazing to come after us. Um, I know you have a – got to get out of here soon, but I do want to plug your, your article. You have – they said uh, 
if the uh, the Bengals lose in Arizona, is the playoffs over? Uh, I think it is. <laughs> like if they lose in Arizona, and I'm as optimistic of a Bengals fan as as is is out here, but we can't be one and four. No, and, and just on the surface of it, but you look at you look at who the losses would have been to. Who is up next with San, Seattle, San Francisco? Seattle just sacked the quarterback 11 times last night. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Uh, Buffalo. And then in, 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 in they throw a Thursday night game in Houston in there at, or at Baltimore. And before Baltimore is Houston, who's surprisingly good right now. It's just this was supposed to be the easy part, part of the schedule. And you you go one and four through this. It's, it's a really steep climb. But then you just look at it from the historic perspective where – Eight percent since 2002, when they went to this current division alignment, eight percent of the teams that have started one and four have made the playoffs. And I, I, I put it in there. I'll put that in layman's terms. Go grab a 12 pack of that beer you have behind you, shake up one of them, and then lay out the 12 and let a buddy open one and see if he can open the one that's been shaken up. <laughs> right. That's what eight percent looks like. That is, I mean, it's just not a good. Those, those are not good odds. And. So that 8% comes out to nine teams that have done it. And only one of those teams, when they went one and four, had two of those four losses be by more than 20 points. And the Bengals already have two of them with the, the Cleveland loss and the Tennessee loss. So even the teams that start one and four aren't getting embarrassed on, on multiple weeks. And so it's just everything adds up to say that this I, – I know people want to lean back on they've been here, they've done that. But I do. I, I just don't see a path back from one and four. Not in the AFC where not, everybody not is so no. strong. And if you and we're talking about making the playoffs. How many Bengal fans are gonna be happy if they make the playoffs and lose in the first round? Uh, so right. just to, to nobody, to, nobody's happy to, at all. They yeah, so to, to try to get back to where this team has been the last two years, coming back from one and four, it's just nothing's impossible, but I wouldn't bet one of your paychecks on it, Jeff, let alone one of mine. <laughs> so what okay. So we're all being doom and gloom. I, I mean, we got to remember last year, and I, we're not trying to fall back on last year, but that's the you know, earliest season we have. We won 10 in a row, and we and we started out 0-2, and, and I think the percentage of them making a playoff after starting out 0-2 was not very good. And they, and they were one of the – in the Super Bowl area, one of the five teams or three teams or whatever that had done it. Uh, again, I'm sure you got the stats somewhere. Yeah, it's more so, than I mean, that, but it's, it's not a lot. Yeah. So they already came back from, you know, the doldrums last year. So it can be done. It's just gonna be hard. They just cannot lose in Arizona. I mean, to me, we gotta be five hundred going in, into the bye week. I think. I mean, that that's a must. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's you lose to Arizona, and then all of a sudden, I think some confidence does get shaken, and and then you know you're you're really on edge playing the Seahawks, and you can't play this game that way. Right. And the, the complete opposite: you go out there, you beat Arizona, you, you get a take a little bit of a breath, uh, feel loose, relaxed. You're playing at home where you play well. Figure out a way to beat Seattle. Get three and three. Go enjoy your bye week, and then maybe Joe Burrow is a little, maybe a lot closer a lot to one hundred percent. Exactly. All right, Jay. I know you got to get out of here. I appreciate you coming on. Make sure you got a great article out right now. Make sure you plug your stuff before I let you go. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at by Jay Morrison, like it says on the screen there. Uh, Pro Football Network. Unlike my previous employer, uh, everything on there is free. You guys can go on there and read all my stories for free, and it's not just Bengals stuff. Uh, if you like the Bengals, you probably like fantasy football. You probably like to bet a little bit. We have all kinds of betting content and fantasy content uh, on Pro Football Network. It's a one-stop shop. So 
be very appreciative if you stopped and checked it out. Absolutely. And by the way, I, I got your uh, your co-host for your podcast, Dallas. He's going to be on tomorrow. So Yeah, he told me. He said it's a PFN takeover this week. Exactly. We're, we're, <laughs> we're going back to back here. All right, Jay, as always, I pr- keep up the good work and I appreciate you. And uh, maybe I'll see you down there tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Joe. Who thanks, Jeff. All right. So the Bengals are going to win everything, right? They're going to win the rest, rest of the game, right? That's, that's kind of what we said, right? And then we're gonna... Sure. I think I, <laughs> I, I wasn't paying attention to all of it, but that's the uh... – <laughs> That's the headlines of what I got. No, so uh, Jay put out a uh, uh, put out a tweet X post. What, what, what do you call them now? They're not tweets anymore. I'm, it's I'm calling Twitter. It Twitter X. Twitter X or Twix. He put on X. A Twix. X. There we go. Um, updated Bengals rankings at you know out of the teams. So total offense, 32nd in the league. Rush offense, 31st in the league. Pass offense, 29th. Scoring offense, 31st. Uh, total defense, 24. Like it's scoring defense, middle of the pack, but. This, this is uniformly not a good football team. Um, it's frustrating. Again, we I, we understand why the offense is struggling. They're trying to run a healthy Joe Burrow offense with a not healthy Joe Burrow. Uh, the defense being that's complete. what scares me. But it, yeah, exactly. Like, what's that's, the because Joe's the only... going to get healthy? I mean, I, I mean, I, I yeah. believe Joe's going to get healthy, and the offense is going to click. But oh. the, the thing is. The last, and everybody keeps saying, don't go back to the last couple of years, but that's the only reference you have. The last couple yeah. of years when our offense started slow, the defense was keeping us in the games. When yeah. you give up three three consecutive drives for touchdowns, the people keep saying, oh, well, the offense went three and out, three and out. No, they didn't go three and out, three and out. I mean, they did move the ball. You had time to, to, to rest. The biggest one is the, the, the drive to start the second half. They were out there for 10 minutes. Yeah, Don't keep me this crap. The defense was tired. They just came back from halftime. 10-minute drive, killed the clock. I mean, Tennessee basically had the, the ball almost the whole second quarter and damn near the whole third quarter. Yeah. That's I mean, what lost. Two, I mean, that's what lost the game. And yes, the offense played awful, but that defense has got to get off the field. Yeah, and, and, and to be clear, like in the second half or the second quarter, when uh in, in that spell when they scored three touchdowns, Bengals had the ball for eight total plays. It was a three and out, and that, you know after their first score, take uh, it back to the Titans. Titans come down to score, and then. Uh, they get the ball and they have five plays that pick up 22 yards and have to punt it away. Um, and then, and, and that was the drive that they uh, ran the ball downfield at, at the end of the, uh, at the end of the half. What was infuriating about that is there's 14 seconds left. They run out this, uh, the weird wildcat formation. They have Jeffrey Simmons in the backfield and then uh, flex him out. So he's like a flex tight end. Um, there's no chance in hell that they are running that ball because if he gets tackled taps over, they score no points. Bengals call timeout. Okay, okay, you know, check with everybody. Listen, that you know, um, this is what we're gonna do. Blah blah blah. blah. Get back out there. They're on the exact same thing. They said, you know, they line up in an I formation, then split out. Derrick Henry's in the Wildcat formation, and the entire defense sold out on the run, leaving Josh Wiley wide ass open in the end zone. And, well, and it's two just things on that. I, I think the, the blown assignment. I think either Cam, uh, Cam Sample was supposed to follow him or Pratt. One of those two was supposed to follow Wiley. That's where I, that's just rewatching it. Yeah. That that play, I think that it was a blown assignment. I think they they had it called they had the right defensive play called. They just didn't execute. Now I'm not an expert. I don't know, but from watching it again, if you watched it, because if you watched the Wiley come out, he goes right past both of them, and then both of them kind of look at each other like I thought you had him. I thought you had him, and neither, neither one of them had him. One and of them and that's what's frustrating. Yes, yeah. that's what's frustrating because. They literally just, just went to the sideline to talk right. about that, to talk about uh, how to game plan for them. 
But that's so, not. But that is that is that coaching or is that the player just screwing up? Well, that, I mean, I mean that that I mean ultimately it's a chicken or an egg thing. I mean, why right. you know why is the offense struggling? Is it because Burrow is unable to do it, or is it because they're not um, they're not crafting the game plan to uh, to, uh, to be able to help Burrow a uh, hobble Burrow? So I mean, that's it, it's a team issue. I mean, the coaches can only uh, you know can only scheme up the players. The players have to execute, but players can't execute a crappy game plan if they're in the wrong position. So I you know again yeah, there's a lot to that. Yeah. Um, it, it's just kind of frustrating. By the way. You were asking about how many missed tackles that the uh, that the Bengals had. If you would have read Jay Morrison's article from last night, he had quotes that you know that uh, uh, they had the Bengals credited with eight, and Anarumo uh, said no, they missed twelve. So yeah, I don't know why I got twenty seven. I have if, if, if you have a guest on and you don't read his articles, I mean, well, see, I read lots of articles. Oh. I just see this is why I write stuff down, and I didn't write that one down. I should have wrote it down because it was popping. I was in my actually. Head. I just had the page pulled up, uh, just in, in a quick. Oh, so see, see you just cheated, uh huh? Yeah, I see how it is. <laughs> I can, can ad lib. <laughs> yeah, I like that's why they popped. I was like, the number twenty-seven. Like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. He looked at me like that's crazy. Like, twenty-seven. It, holy shit! It looked like it looked like there were twenty-seven mistakes. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, um, it looked like it. Camp Camp or uh, Camp Taylor Brent had just a terrible game. I and then he went out and I don't like absolutely just got blown up in friendly fire uh, with oh, yeah. a concussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's still just a second-year player. He's going to have bad games. He's going to be better. I mean, he missed some tackles. He missed uh, some plays in coverage, and he'll be better. But just seeing guys that you know are better than this, not you know, not play better. And yeah, uh, to Ronald's point, Mike Hilton is completely showing his age. I was, and, and I love Mike Hilton. Yeah. I love that dude. But he is he's only not playing good this year. He's he's, he's not. only valuable on run blitzes. He he can't cover anybody. I mean. What happened during the AFC Championship game? The Chiefs pretty much determined wh- whoever twenty-one is covering, that's who's getting the ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I for whatever reason he was like, and, and it was I guess it was more scheming, uh, more game planning by uh, uh, Eric Bieniemy and the Chiefs that they, they kept getting Kelsey cover, uh, covering him, or or they'd put MBS or you know someone who's a little uh, bigger or, or faster because he's not fat. I mean, he's the problem is he's slow and short. And, and you can be one or the other and play in the defensive backfield. He's both, and you put someone bigger on him, they're going to be able to body him because he's 5'9", 180 pounds. You put someone who, you know, you put a burner, someone can run 4'3", four, 4'4", four, four, and they're going to run right past him. So. All right, so who who do you put, if if you're, if the Bengals are doing this, which I'm not saying they're doing this, who do you put in the slot? Who, who's your guy? Who's my guy or who do I think the Bengals will do it? They they Either really way. like – okay. They really like Jalen Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Taylor went out and said last year that he is one of the 32 best slot corners. He just happens to play behind Mike Hilton. Um, I think he would probably be the best guy because playing slot corner is a lot different than playing outside. Right. Um, it, you know, it, it, it's it's not as easy as just lining up. Guys are running different routes, got, you know, different leverage, things like that. Um, so he's probably the guy that I would trust. Yeah. And, and especially if samples or if uh, Cam Taylor Britt is um, um, if Cam Taylor Britt's legitimately out, he's the only guy they have left because uh, Juan Drago is you know DJ Turner is going to be uh, playing the outside taking right. uh, Cam Taylor Britt's spot. So, which I wish I would ask Jay that I haven't heard anything about uh, Cam Taylor Britt's concussion if he's out of concussion protocol or yeah, I mean that's something that. that's something that wouldn't be uh, wouldn't come out till later in the week nah, anyway. So I don't know yeah. if he'd even have much on it. Yeah. So and it, it, it's just really frustrating really. because. This is a team. I mean, it, it's not even that they were sold. You know, the Bengals went out and said that this is a Super Bowl team. 
No, this was a Super Bowl team two years ago. This was a two plays away from being a Super Bowl team last year, mm-hmm. and they just look terrible. And, and like in all facets, although Brad Robbins, he had a good game. He had five kicks, uh, averaged over fifty yards of punt. So I'm I'm cool with that. Um, Ronald likes us now. <laughs> I, he's I, Ronald is just trolling. He's bored. Has nothing to do. Uh, nothing better to do. He's just making some of the weirdest off the wall comments. So, um, it, it, but I mean, it, it's frustrating because again, these are things that like it's not just because Burrow is hurt. It's I mean, even on offense, Bengals have five drop passes from the best receiving, you know, the quote yeah. best receiving core. Mm-hmm. I, I really think T. Higgins, the, the, the contract issue has messed him up. Uh, just, just, I mean, the same reason, same I mean, thing happened to just uh, the to, base. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Same, same agent, and, and and that's David Mulligan. I mean, he's a fantastic agent because he gets his players uh, paid. He's an absolute nightmare to deal with from a team standpoint. I wonder if he puts put if he's putting pressure on the players themselves. Like there's you, something you gotta go out there. You got a ball. You gotta make this this gotta be your best season. You you want the money, you know I, I'm not saying he's doing it. I have no idea but or, or whether he's even saying it. I mean the fact that that he won't like like he's impossible to negotiate you know uh, to you know to try to extend uh, with your current team that puts the pressure on the player. I don't they think have he to go wants to extend. I think he wants to get his players to free agency. That's yeah, what he's and, and then let yeah, because that that way, yeah, he can resign with the Bengals, but the Bengals are bidding against the other 31 teams mm-hmm. and there's no discount. The problem is this year he's not going to make as much money. I mean, I, I can tell you right now because he's injured because he he had, you know, he's going like, to franchise him. I mean, if they don't yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll get franchise, franchise him. So he's not going anywhere. He's going to be with the yeah. Bengals next year. Right. Well, Maybe I mean maybe you know it depends on where they end up and I mean shoot they could end up in the top three of the draft and hush we're not there and, yet and, I'm not and, and, running to go there yet Joe. draft draft Marvin Harrison <laughs> Jr. and then we'll, we'll tag T and we'll trade him to you know we'll trade him away no um but yeah I mean he, he's gonna make his money next year but it, this is I don't know it, it it's frustrating to um it, 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 the best the best word is just frustrating I, I I don't know I don't have answers I I want Joe Burrow to stand back there and I want to see all this uh all this crazy motion from the offense. I want Jamar well, Chase moved all over. Well I was it crazy, but we saw motion on the, the Monday night game. And they Where, it worked well. The second half the week? ball was moving. Yeah, it, it's not the same offense of uh Burrow, you know, hitting the deep uh deep passes and intermediate, but it's it was successful. Right. I, I and I, I know they had the interview with uh, Brian Callahan after that game to where it's he said it, it's a more complex thing. Burrow likes having the uh, chess pieces set up so he can survey everything. But this isn't Joe that. Burrow. This is Bo Juro. Like <laughs> Bo Juro. <laughs> he looks like Joe Burrow, but this isn't Joe Burrow. Like he, he, I, I think, and, and again, this means a bystander, and I wish I would, would have a chance to ask Jay, and I kind of stepped around it a little bit, but the Bengals are letting Burrow do the Peyton Manning thing to where he's the offensive coordinator and quarterback, but they need like, Someone needs to be like help with him coming back in the game on Sunday with uh you know where they're down four you know three score you know twenty four points that's mm-hmm. three touchdowns if you get the two point conversions someone needs to be like the big you know, the voice that no this is you're not coming back in or with the offense no you know uh you need to do stuff you might not be comfortable with because what you want to do we're not able to do it you know we're not like we're not executing we need to try something different and I don't know if Taylor has the the spines, I mean, makes him spineless. That makes it that's too harsh. Maybe that's the case. I don't think so, but it, 
Well, the thing is, too, I'll put it this way. And Cap brought this up on yesterday's show. And I agree with him on this. Joe needs reps. Joe does yeah. better with the more reps he gets. Yeah. The only reps he's gotten have been ones in the game. Now, I, again, I don't think that's an excuse to keep him out there when you're down by you know three touchdowns. I think they should have pulled him. But, oh, God, yeah. I mean, that's – I know that's Joe's thinking. I got to get out there. I got I to gotta get reps. I got to get better because that's the way he gets better is reps. So that I know that's what that's why Joe wanted to go back there. I guarantee you that. Now what I will get yeah. to uh, Dustin's here, and I've I've wondered this myself. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's, it's basically, basically talking about the the yak yards. I I haven't seen the wide receivers get as many yak yards as they were doing last year. I mean, we saw Jamar Chase, you know, do this, the catch the ball, do the spin move against Baltimore, take it to the house, and yeah. beat beat you know the Kansas City Chiefs on a slant. Where is that? And that's that's what I, another thing that's more concerning to me too is even Jamar's now hasn't broke one really. I mean, he's made great catches and stuff, but he hasn't really broke one. Yeah, I mean he he still no one ever brings Jamar like the first uh, first tackler never brings Jamar down no, no matter what. I mean, you watch even just a simple uh, uh, bubble screen or something to where he's snowed underneath and that first guy isn't getting him down. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's not like it's still there. Um, I think after the first game, and, and and especially by halftime of the Baltimore game, teams realized they can pack they can pack their defense in. Like they don't have to worry about the intermediate we, and deep passes. We can't because so, he can't throw it deep, right? Exactly. And when he does, his accuracy is off. Um, so the yard after catch is nothing because everyone is so compact that there's just not the space to do it. That's why it was available in 2021 because they're so worried about the deep ball. They had uh, safeties playing super deep. I mean, the linebackers are even getting good depth. So you get something underneath and there's, there's room, there's space to be able to uh, uh, open field, to be able to make a move and uh, be able to uh, take, uh, raise someone to the house. Now so, I'll bring, I'll bring this up too. And this is one thing that Corey Dillon brought up on the show yesterday. And I, and I've often wondered this and what Corey said, the pressure of when you get that big contract, and Corey's like, I, I know from experience, he goes, I didn't get Joe Burrow money. He goes, but the pressure of that contract, he goes, that's real. So and Joe Don't just, that just one bit. Jay, yeah, just think in Joe's mind. He's got the pressure of, of, the, of the contract. I gotta go out there and show that I'm well, no, he's worth the money, but you know, I I am prove I'm I don't know how I have to say that I'm worth the money, but also he's got the the weight of the word on, on his shoulders to try to get this team to the Super Bowl for the you know second time. And he's hurt and he's trying yeah. to not aggravate. So so in my mind, like all that stuff is how much of all that stuff is going on in his brain while he's trying to break down the coverage and why he's trying to figure out where to go to ball with and Oh, I don't want to move too much. Cause I don't, well, uh, is that a little tug? Is that, you know, and that, that the people go, well, that's why he needs to sit. Okay. But my caveat to that is he sat for five weeks yeah, and he injured himself at the end of the second game. Yeah. So there's no guarantee that if he sits a week or two or sits and come, comes back into the bike, that he won't re-aggravate it. That's my whole whole thing, but th- Joe is. Bottom line, Joe's got to play better. He they've got to yeah. figure this out. Some they've got to scheme stuff better. They've got to figure this out. And I'm to the point where, you know, we're one and three. I, you know what the hell they got to lose? And that's so I swear I'm hoping that's the mentality they have going into this game against Arizona. What they got to lose? All right, they lose the game. All right, we're one and four. You know. Hopefully that's the, and they go out there and they play loose and free and they take chances. That's I mean that's that's where I think the Bengals and I don't want to say desperate but just take some of the pressure off because the pressure's got to be building in that locker room. I think. 
And I'm sure all pissed off about being one of three. I think it's to be a mad bunch of Bengals. Yeah, and, and that's I mean, I, as much as you want Burrow to be at 100, percent maybe it, again, yeah. I mean, he sat and did nothing for five weeks from when he heard it before until you know outside of uh, I don't say did nothing, but I mean. Outside of therapy. a little bit, but he didn't practice right, but yeah. outside of therapy and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, he, he wasn't out there uh, with the team. So, yeah, who's to say that sitting for what, even if he's sitting for this week, so he's going to sit for three weeks, he sit this week, uh, next week versus Seattle, and the, the bye week, he's, you know, who's to say he's going to be back at it? So, and, yeah, I think it's best that he stays out there unless they get down by three, three scores touchdowns. in the fourth quarter and then <laughs> sit his ass down because that's just – irresponsibility you know but um then he needs to work through it he needs to be out there on the field and they need to figure out what they can do i mean they have i mean they have four games in they have film they they know they can see what has worked and what hasn't worked against teams obviously the arizona cardinals defense is different than the ravens defense is different from you know the titans defense each team is different but you have an idea. You you know what's worked and what hasn't worked. I left the Browns defense out because the Browns absolutely killed them and the field was awful and Browns defense. Well, one good thing we don't, we don't have to worry about uh Miles Garrett. We don't have, the Arizona, as far as I know, doesn't have anybody like that. So that that right. <laughs> right. And, and and that's what's you know, um they they need to get on the field and work what uh cover two. Yeah, they don't even need yeah. they don't even need to do cover two. They can uh just do, uh, do the, uh, the shell. Right. What uh Let's everybody or bring everybody up because you only need one deep safety because they're not going deep. Uh, I mean, th- that's the thing. Like, and, and that's making it harder to run because Dylan, you know, Dylan. Wow, we just talked about Dylan. Um, <laughs> hey, I'll bring this up with with uh, Dustin. I think this is a, this is a yeah. interesting question he has. Uh, Joe and Ice, flat, flash forward fifteen years. What is an acceptable number of Super Bowls that all the mega paid QBs have to win to consider those contract? Roster building strategies were success. Let's just say, let's just bring it down to Joe Burrow. How many does, does he have to win? Now, see me. Okay, when we drafted him, I'll be honest. I thought we would have won one. I thought we were winning one already. I mean, I, you know, I, that's and we we could have. Yeah. You know, we last year we could have won one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's you know, I, I tongue in cheek said. You know, we're gonna Joe Joe Burrow's gonna come out here and and he's gonna get eight. He's gonna get more than than Tom Brady. I would love that. You know, it's not realistic, but I don't know. At least one for sure. <laughs> sure. Um, Patrick Holmes has already got two, so you got to get at least two, maybe three. I, to, to, but the thing is, either way, the success we had right now and we're going to have in the future is more success than the Bengals have ever had in their history. So you got to kind of take that into uh, consideration as well. And, and, and that's where the, this fan base is at. Our expectations are up here, you know? So like Jay said, if we, if we go to the playoffs, we lose the first round. He said, are, are any Bengals fans going to be happy? No, we're all going to be no. pissed because we want right. to win the Super Bowl. That's why everybody's so freaking mad now, which I, I get. I understand that. I, trust me. I was screaming and hollering <laughs> Sunday. I'm like, I could not do a show or, or anything on Sunday because I was – a crazy man. I was so upset with what was going on. Our expectations are so freaking high, but that's what you you get when you have a caliber team that we have. That's where I get my hope that we can pull ourselves out of this. Will we? I don't know. But what's your all right? Just go back to this thought here. 
for the contract for Joe Burrow, what's an acceptable number of Super Bowls in your mind? I one. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, at, at least question. one. Yeah. I mean, two. Well, we've never like, I mean, won any. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, they're quarterbacks. You look at all the great quarterbacks in the league. They're all young. Um. Justin Herbert has a huge court, uh, huge contract. Deshaun Watson, for as much of a scumbag he is, um, he has a huge contract. All these guys have huge contracts. Like they can't all win one, so you can't. Right. But, so you can't say that that the strategy That's is a failure because there's you know there's better. We are but, in probably one of the greatest times of quarterback play in NFL. It's never been easier to play quarterback because of just how the way the rules and everything has changed. True, but but not that have, it's easy. Not no. that it's easy. I, I don't want to demean but that, we, but I mean, but it's, we have. I mean, just the quarterback play in general. Yeah, the rules, the players. I mean, there's so many teams that have really good quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, really good quarterbacks. Exactly. Um, when yeah, and, and what Gregory Lippert has uh, comment. I'm you can pull it up. The last one. Who Gregory? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he actually didn't win the Super Bowl. He was in the Super Bowl in his second year nope. in '84. They, yeah, lost, they lost. They they got lost to the freaking sucky Niners. Forty uh, Niners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's. People use that against him, like, oh, he wasn't one of the greats. Dan Marino was one of the greats. Could you imagine somebody like you look look at Dan Marino's stats, how many yards he put up in 1984? You look at those like the defense, you look what the, the uh defensive backs could do to uh could do against uh wide receivers. I mean, they it wasn't quite what the Steelers did to uh receivers in the 70s, but I mean you could get away with a whole hell of a lot of uh uh physicality. And he still put up five thousand yards and what forty eight touchdowns, something crazy like that. But you think if Dan um, Marino was playing in, 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 in like in the rules right now, <laughs> right? His, exactly. He threw and he 6, didn't move five hundred yards. Yeah. yeah, and he didn't move. So I mean, yeah, I mean, he was a statue. I mean, he was he never had mobility. Right, and that's the thing that that's where where everybody keeps talking about Joe's mobility he can't move. Peyton Manning never moved. Tom Brady wasn't like he was a scrambling court. You can scheme stuff up. To 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 get it so he can he can he can play. Well, the problem Anthony, is, I'm sorry, don't mean to interrupt you. Okay. But, um, what those two were great at, and what Burrow is great at, without having to be mobile, is just the subtle movements inside the pocket, stepping up, sliding. Which left, he can right. do that. That but, he can do. And, but he's not, and that's the concern. Right. It's like against so many of these sets. Yeah, like the offense, the offensive line hasn't been great. Like they, they've been wholly disappointing. Again, considering they're the fifth highest paid offensive line group in the NFL. Like. Holy, holy, um, um, uninspired, but holy shit. He's, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm a lot more, like, you know me, I'm a lot more loose with language on my own show. I'm trying yeah, to be you, less, yeah, you say whatever. I don't care. I know, I know, but, um, it, it that, like, that's, he's dealt with like the worst offensive lines in history and took that team to the Super Bowl. Like, I, he's afraid. He's gun shy. Like I, I'm worried about what this is going to do to him long term. He's already met. Like his mechanics are already going to be jacked up a bit because he can't generate the power to to throw deep passes off of his back leg. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he's having to use a lot more of his upper body. Concerned about you know his mechanics. Well, you know once he gets his leg back, is he going to throw everything off? I mean his accuracy, deep accuracy is awful because you know he's having to throw different. You know, he's having to throw uh, different mechanics. Um, and then his pocket presence, his pocket awareness, that's been, you know, that, that's that been so far off because he hasn't, like, he doesn't feel comfortable with those subtle movements that give him those open lanes. And football is such a reaction. The difference between, well, the, the, the difference between the best player and the worst player, it's not that big. 
I mean, these guys are all crazy, hyper athletic, mm-hmm. strong, fast, like intelligent. Um, the smallest thing, I mean, it, if Burrow loses like his mental acuity for stepping up in the pocket, that's a huge step. Like that's a gigantic step. Um, so like, you hope none of these are long-term and, and I don't think they will be. And outside of, I think his mechanics are probably going to be a little skew all this year, even if he gets to hundred percent after the buy and everything, and he's feeling healthy and he can move around. I think his mechanics are going to be a little wonky through the year just because of having to play half the season while he's off. Right. Um, so quick, quick question. Uh, I think Anthony put it in there and this is something that Tony Pike always brings up, um, which I, I don't think it'd be any different, but what if you were Zach was going to give up the, the play calling? Do you think Brian Callahan would be that much different? I don't because from everything that I've read and different beat writers stuff I've talked to is they're basically on the same pl- on the same page. I mean, yeah, you can do it, but I don't think the play calling is going to be that much different. I, what, what's your thoughts on that? Probably. I mean, they're working from the same uh, uh, same script, the same play sheet. Right. So is it really going to be that different? I don't like head coaches calling plays, whether it's Bill Belichick calling defense, Zach Taylor calling offense. You've got so much else going on. It's, you know, you've got a guy, you've got Brian Callahan up in the booth watching everything. I, I, I would rather that guy who's getting paid a lot of money, like let him call. First of all, I think that cost, uh, that's cost Brian Callahan a, a head coaching job because, you know, he isn't calling plays, but. Um, Eric Bianchi called plays and he can't get one, which still well, boggles my mind. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's I don't, I don't understand that to, to save my life. Why he uh, why that guy's not a head coach by now? It's Marvin Lewis. I mean, that, that's the that's the exact same crap that happened to Marvin Lewis twenty some odd years ago for the Bengals hired him. Yeah, exactly. he, he and actually very symmetrically had to leave his longtime job as a coordinator of one job and go to Washington for a year. I mean, I bet you Bianchi gets a job, you know, because he's got the creativity <laughs> he that might they put that- into. The, so he might get that Washington job. <laughs> yeah. Um, the creativity that, that they've shown, and they've got a much less talented roster than the Bengals, but they're using creativity. Bengals have zero creativity, and they've done this before. In 2021, they are actually multiple times, like last year. and They've even done it like every year. They'll they, they figure it out. <laughs> right. Scrapped their, you know, most of the time it's the uh, uh, it's their run game, and, and they totally scrapped the, uh, the playbook. But but they, need that's to... the they did that Monday. That's what I don't get. They did scheme stuff up. They did it differently Monday. Why didn't they do that Sunday? I I have no idea. It's right. I, I, obviously you're the um, you're playing teams that have dominant interior defensive linemen like Aaron Donald. Like Jeffrey Simmons isn't Aaron Donald, but he's not much he's different. Not like, he's not. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's he's that very next tier after Aaron Donald, and um, uh, right there with Chris Jones. So. Like again, that work keeping guys moving. Your uh, more RPOs, like that. That stuff, Burrow needs to actually hand the ball off on RPOs, so he's not throwing the ball fifty times. But well, that's the other um, thing is Mixon was was going off. I mean, they were they've actually run, run the ball. They just yeah. aren't doing. They don't do it consistently enough. The the problem is the efficiency. Mixon is getting ten yards. He's getting fifteen yards, and and he's averaging five yards a pop, which is awesome. I mean, that's. You're averaging four and a half, you know, four and a half yards a pop. You're doing a great job. Right. But the problem is he's running for 15 yards and his average is five. So what's happening in those next two runs? Yeah, I, nothing, I agree. Nothing. So yeah, you're only get getting, it. so only one of those right. runs are successful right. where he's getting 12 yards. So he's getting three yards and nothing. So it's, well, that's the thing. It, I bring it back. If you remember the Vegas game, I think it was 2021. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, similar thing where they, they, he would pop one and he couldn't run and he couldn't run. They pop one. Yeah. And then, and then the second half, half absolutely warmed down. He right. ran all but over they kept the with it. That's where yeah. 
you know, people keep saying you got to do run the ball. And I, yeah, I agree. They got to run the ball. But the problem is when you're three touchdowns down, it's hard to run the ball. We got to yeah. get, the, we got to get the lead. That's where I go back to the defense where they got to get off the freaking field. <laughs> yeah. Well, same thing last year against Carolina. Uh, Burrow only threw the ball 28 times. The Bengals ran the ball 39 times in that game for 241 yards. And they, they left from start to finish too. So, oh yeah. They, I mean, they boat race and was 35 yeah. nothing at halftime. Right. Um, and, and again, I mean, that Panthers team actually had a, they, they had some talent on defense. So it's not as if they were right. uh, uh, completely bereft. But I mean, it's, I don't, I mean, the Bengals aren't going to be a run heavy team, but there, there's space to make a change of game plan and make it a little more run heavy. I, I haven't quite looked in, you know, done a deep dive to see what Arizona does great and, you know, doesn't do well to see what they might be doing, but they need to try something because it seems like every game outside of the, um, um, outside of the Rams game, it's just trying the same thing and just doing the exact same, uh, running the exact same script game after game. Like it's not working, bro. Can't do this. Take, take the, take do what play you did Monday. Right. Do what you did Monday. <laughs> take, take, take some stuff away from Burrow. Like, yeah, he can audible into whatever play. And, and a lot of this stuff, it doesn't matter what call, you know, what call that uh, Zach sent it out there because Burrow has the autonomy to change the plays. Take the plays he can change into. Mm-hmm. Like, say, listen, no, this is the script. You can audible, but this is what, you know, these right. are your options. You need to do this again. And they, they, they've changed stuff in the middle of the season multiple times. Yeah. And, right. and they can change it in a week. I mean, right. they just did it Monday. Like I said, they, ch- <laughs> they changed it from one week to the next. Monday, they were doing. They script the stuff up to get Chase open. Sunday, they they didn't do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't get it. It's just... and, and it's I mean, and they run all kinds of different plays in practice. So I mean, they they have this you know this huge uh, the, the, you know this wealth of plays to prove you know to uh, to uh, choose from. But I mean, they're not even doing any like trick plays or any you know razzle dazzle or any crap like that. I mean, something just to get the offense going. Hell, try a flea flicker. I like I. Well, that's what pass. I'm saying. Sunday, they got, they got, I don't care. Sunday, they got nothing. Joe, I'm saying Sunday, they got nothing to lose. Right. And that's that's where I'm like, I think that's gonna be they're they're pissed off they they yeah. were one and three. Yeah. They got they literally have nothing. Oh, all right, you lose, you're gonna be one and four. Whether you go for it on fourth down, you do it, you're gonna you have a chance of being one and four. I mean, you gotta do pull yeah. out all the stops and try to do everything you can to get get this win. Let me get to the super chat here real quick. Does appreciate the five dollar super chat? So, what's your thoughts? And he's asked me this before, so I'll let you answer it. So, what's your thoughts on the NFL product? I think there is maybe only eight watchable teams right now. I am worried about the NFL. Bad football. I I don't know. Again, there are so many talented quarterbacks out there right now. Um, even bad teams. Anthony Richardson, watching game film of that guy. And, and I don't watch a lot of games live. I just I've got kids. I'm you know, I'm not gonna sit there after, for 12 after the hours. Games over, I watch the red zone. <laughs> yeah, well, and and you know, I, I watch all 22, I'll watch uh watch highlights. You know, I'm, obviously I'm keeping track of what's going on, so you know. I know what you know what I want to look for, but there are just some. I mean, look at what look at what CJ Stroud's doing in Texas, you know, in, in Houston. Mm-hmm. Texans aren't a good team; they're playing better than anyone thought they would. But just some of the throws, some of the play he that, that, that he can make. Anthony Richardson, that guy is a freak. I mean, Josh, like everyone said that you know, oh, he he might be the next Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is Anthony Richardson light. This guy's so much faster, so much bigger, so much stronger, and maybe he doesn't you know amount to. But I mean, there's just. It's fun to watch these guys. It, 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 yeah, there's some crappy teams out there. There's some uh, crappy units out there. But and and I, again, we're big UC fans. We love Des Ritter. Watching the Falcons play when Bajan yeah, Robinson I'm, I'm, does. My, my nephew is going to start giving me all kinds of crap. I'm like, Des Desmond's going to be good. I'm like, oh, he hasn't it, yeah. 
watching the uh watching I the Falcons play offense when Bajan Robinson does not have the ball, mm-hmm. it's painful. They have one of the most talented tight ends that has ever come into this league, and they don't use him. Like even last year when Mariota was was playing quarterback, mm-hmm. uh Kyle Pitts didn't get the ball. Like hey, they're just hard to the Bengals. We'll take them. Sure I, I, I'm okay with that. I mean, <laughs> Bengals. I mean, well, I mean, obviously, we, we know the Bengals don't really. But we don't use tight ends anyway. Tight ends. <laughs> I, I guarantee. I guarantee you, they will bring a tight end in either high in the draft or uh, they will sign a you know si- sign somebody who's actually a reasonable tight end. But I keep it. Tanner Tanner Hutchins. I, I like him. I, I I've said this from from preseason. I he finally gets some playing time. I mean, I know it's not a ton. I'm not saying he's going to be an all pro or he's the answer, but I, I like him as a backup, you know, and he, and until Irv Smith can come back and play, I really like him getting, getting the ball. I just, I just like what he can do. He can block and he can receive. He's to yeah, me, he's he, our most other than Irv Smith, our most complete tight end that we have on the roster. I think. Yeah. And the only problem with him is he turns 29 next month. Mm-hmm. He's not a kid. Right. right. So, He's he's not a. And I'm not saying this for future. I'm just saying for right, right. now. Right. Yeah. This I year, like, right. I don't want to see Mitch Wilcox. I, I like Mitch Wilcox. Seems like an absolute awesome guy. Um, I appreciate that he had perspective and handled uh, uh, the Pittsburgh game last year to where you know the team lost because he was forced into long snapping and obviously did poorly because he's not a long snapper. Um, but he's he's not it. He he's just just a guy. He should not be getting meaningful reps. Uh, I would like to see uh, Hudson, yeah, to get more reps right now. But again, he's, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think they probably need to stick with Drew Sample and just keep him in. He's, again, I mean, honestly, he's right now. He's having his best year so far. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's the best. Like, again, like I, I again, regardless of what you think about PFF's grading, um, and he's always been known as a blocking tight end. He's their best graded uh, blocking off or blocking tight end in the league. Hopefully, Irv um, Smith will actually get healthy, and then we can see. Because I'm so, so excited to see what the guy can do, but I was also worried about him being healthy, and he hasn't been. Yeah, he's on. The only thing we've seen him, we've seen him not be able to get his feet in on a perfect uh, hole shot that Burrow threw to him. Yes, uh, oh, was, uh, yeah. against the and Ravens, the and it's what? What if he would have caught that? That that drive could have been different because because he actually yeah, Burrow actually hit that hit that shot. Yeah, he I mean that that, that was absolute drop in the bucket, perfect yeah. throw. Like, like and he the, 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 the T Higgins touchdown against the Ravens. He hit that one. If that yeah. didn't get called for passing, which I still think it was passing the field, I think they're hand fighting the T one up to go get well, the ball. The, the problem is it was defensive holding, and, and he was riding him the entire way down, and Higgins got frustrated because I, I he you have to throw the flag on that because he shoved him down. But that should have been offsetting because he was holding him and riding him but the entire the way down. Just, all right, I, I guess my point is just think of those those two plays hit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, and and it was a, I mean, honestly, those two plays hit. It could be a different season. <laughs> those are three points. Yeah, exactly. They're they're two and two, and yeah, they're you know they look crazy. You know, they, they look up and down, but it, it looks a lot better. I, I completely un, I agree with you. Exactly. All right, Joe, you've been on for an hour and six minutes. I appreciate you jumping on. Tell everybody where they can find you because people are like, "Where can I find Joe?" Joe, you have to go to the Riverfront page because people looked at Riverfront Bengals and they can't find you. So, yeah, um, on YouTube we are. Uh, uh, YouTube.com slash uh, Riverfront Cincy. Um, I mean, Riverfront, we, we've got uh, a bunch of different shows. There's the, the Riverfront that just talks Reds with Chad and Nate Dotson, late night Reds, uh, live Reds talk on Sunday nights. And then my show is The Bengal Show. Um, I, I, you need the views. Go watch him. Exactly. I mean, like, listen, I mean, subscribe. I don't even care. I don't even care if you watch. Just like and subscribe. That's, you know, <laughs> just like the videos. Watch, just 
play the video in the background of another tab and just mute it so you don't have to listen to my my voice or uh, whoever I've got on with me. Just hey, click subscribe. That, you've had me on a lot. What the, what the, yeah. Right, exactly. That's I mean, so it's perfect. Like we, I'm at least you know I, I can at least pull someone and you know uh, it's uh it's got something intelligent to say. Oh. I didn't say it was you. I just said I got Oh, oh okay. There, 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 that you no, on, you're, you're great. Yeah, a few times you've been on, so I'm definitely going to have you on the end <laughs> if, if you're willing. Uh, and they also find you at uh, the Bengal Show, and then you have your own Twitter, don't you? I do. Um, no, no one should follow anybody on Twitter because it's you know, Twitter is just a terrible, terrible, just, terrible place. Just says pool. Just says yeah, it, it's you know, it, it's uh. Yeah, that, that's all we got to say about it. Just go follow us on YouTube. <laughs> there you go. All right, Joe, exactly. man, I appreciate you. Go follow, go watch the show. Appreciate you coming on, buddy. Jeff, thanks, brother. Who day? Who day? All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. My thanks to Jay Morrison for coming on. Thanks to my boy Joe for coming on. Talking to Bengals. I think they can uh, bounce back. Hey, Tom just subscribed. There you go. See, look, I, I got you. I got you. You see, he gave a thumbs up in the background. See, yeah. Good job. So, there you go. Um, Will the Bengals bounce back? I think they'll bounce back this week. I'm, I'm to the point where I'm focusing on one week at a time because I actually had somebody come up at work today and, well, do you think they should just tank and, and, and go go get uh, the tight end from Georgia? I'm like, this team is not going to tank. They're too good to freaking tank. They're not. I'm like, I'm not even. I'm not even thinking about that. It's like we got so much time to go. I mean, I, I, I oh, some of these people's thought process. The, the Bengals are not going to tank. <laughs> That's not going to happen. And no matter what people say, we're not going to have, I don't think we're going to have a top five pick unless this season goes completely off, off the rails and Joe doesn't play. That's the only way we're going to have a top five pick, no matter where we started at right now. So I'm, I'm focusing on one game at a time. Let's go to Arizona. Let's go get this win. Like I said, go out there and play like your hair's on fire. Go out there and play like you got nothing to lose because the Bengals literally have nothing to lose. They lose the game. The season's over. I, I, that's that's where I'm at. The season's over if they lose the game. People say, "Oh, the season's over now." Like it could be. I mean, it's going to be an uphill climb. They got to win damn near all of them. But they won ten in a row last year. It can be done. Let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream, and I appreciate every single one of them. They're Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion. Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. And then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, Twitter handle, Twitter X handle, Twix, whatever you call it. Uh, at Jeff A. Trenopolo. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling the setup later on tonight. Put it on the podcast on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google. Stitch your play pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Um, YouTubers, I'm at 2,377 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Uh, I've been pulling off, between me and my nephew, I've been pulling off clips from different shows and putting it up on the channel. I'm trying to do more small videos. If I find a cool topic I want to do a video on during the day and I have time to do it, I'm trying to do that. So please make sure you subscribe to the channel and go through and, and click on the videos, check out the shorts, and I'll, um, as always, be here at 530 to check out the live shows tomorrow. I will have Dallas on who is Jay's uh, podcast co-host. So we'll have him on tomorrow at five 30. You guys have a wonderful day. I will see you tomorrow. And that's just sports, baby. See ya.
day black in the night. Stripes in our veins, sparks gonna fly. The beast is awake, orange, black, and white. Cause when the jungle come alive, who day we ignite in Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the, in the jungle.